0: Alrighty guys, welcome back to Adventure Fit Radio. This week on the show, we are taking it to a mindfulness approach. We have Danny Penman, who is the author of Mindfulness, How to Find Peace in a Frantic Word. Word. (laughs) How to Find Peace in a Frantic World. Really good book, guys. Um, First off the bat, I I read this actually, I stole it from Bill's house, um, but he doesn't know about that, so just keep it on the DL. Um,
1: I haven't even actually read it. Yeah, I have you, it. it. I've literally stole it, stolen it. I haven't it.
0: seen it back, and, and I uh, <laughs> I'm not probably going to read it now. You probably won't read it because <laughs> I've stolen it. Um, yeah, so it's a really good book, guys. Couldn't recommend it highly enough, um, especially to Bill. I, I recommend it to him all the time, but for some reason he just doesn't <laughs> he just doesn't want to uh, doesn't want to read it. Um, it's a step by step process, guys. Um, yeah, so th- so this is a good chat. We had a good chat. We spoke a lot about mindfulness. Spoke a lot about uh, what the man behind the book uh, actually does with himself. And uh, it was a good show. He's got a cool accent. <laughs> uh, first off the bat, though, team, we are brought to you Whoa. by... Brought to you by... How good was that one? Was that a little Well better?
1: done, man. That was a little better, wasn't it? Brought yeah. to you by, yeah. Normally, normally, I thought we were sponsored, sponsored to you by... Sponsored
0: to you by, yeah. Now we're brought to you by... <laughs> we are brought to you by True Pride, which is a wealth creation service, guys. It's a budgeting service. No, excuse me, no matter where you are in life, guys, you can always use this stuff. Keeps you a little bit more accountable. Uh, Craig and the guys will really help you out there. Head to www.truepride.com.au forward slash ADVF to get the initial $297 fee completely waived. Yes, that is completely waived when you book a call via their website. So head on over there, guys. Carve, we are sponsored. With, we are brought to you by, <laughs> by Carve. Uh, if you want to get rid of uh, or just if you actually just want to worry less and uh, – Get more time to your day, guys, just to uh, offset some of the shite that you don't want to be doing on your projects, any sort of project, online project, whatever it needs to be, head to www.carve.ph forward slash A-D-V-F. Uh, you can get 10 free hours when you book and sign up with them. Finally, we are sponsored by Adventure
1: for Travel. Yes, we are. Adventure for Travel, guys. So we've got um we've got some cool trips coming up on our website you can check out, but... um. You should also look at uh, our custom trips. We've just signed a, another custom trip that we've organized for a gym in Brisbane, Australia. Uh, we had a gym from China a few months ago. Uh, these guys have uh, have got a gang together and we put together a trip that they want to do. So they've chosen to go to Koh Tao, Thailand, seven days. We've got Dimitri Klokhoff coming over. They got to, uh, they've got they got to choose their activities. So if you want to get your community together and do the same thing, then, uh, then get... In touch, you can email me docketaventure.com or head to our website and check it out that way. If you're looking for trips on our website and you're a listener to the show, don't forget to use radio as your code to get 10% off.
0: Here's the show.
1: Now, before we do this, let's go over the ground rules. Rule number one: no touching of the hair or face. Discovery, roger. Go for deploy. Where did we come from? Are we alone in the universe? What is the
0: future
1: of the new one race? Come with me if you want to live. I did. Giggity, that girl.
0: Giggity, giggity. Giggity, giggity. G-goo. A high-powered mutant of some kind never even considered for mass production. Too weird to live. Too rare to die.
1: Alrighty, guys. Here we are. We are talking with Danny Penman today. Danny is an award-winning author and author of uh, Mindfulness. Tommy, uh, mm-hmm. would you like to touch on Mindfulness, the book that you stole off me? <laughs> yeah, I did
0: actually stole. So the the reason we wanted to get in touch with you, Danny, um, and for all the listeners at home, is because I actually genuinely stole a book of uh, of uh, Bill. So don't judge me too harshly there, mate. My mindfulness wasn't on point there. But um, finding peace in a frantic world. I read the book and. Um, Really was really intrigued, but it. it was um, mindfulness and, and meditation and for all listeners at home, but for yourself, um, Danny, you know, it's a big part of uh, Bill and myself's life. And um, as soon as reading the book and it, it gives such a practical guide to, to the way you should roll through it. And um, we wanted to get you on the show, mate. So, um, yeah, that's basically our, our backstory.
1: We, we, uh, we normally mate. throw straight to Tommy. We do. Uh, but we've, we've, we've wound this up a little bit. So, Danny, welcome to the
2: show. That's good. I'm delighted to be on. I'm always happy to um, to talk about mindfulness, and I'm, I'm just really pleased that you've uh, that you've you know come across the book mm. and have you know taken up the meditations. Because um, yeah, I mean clearly I'm passionate about it, and mm. I think it can help solve a great many of the world's problems. Well, how did you have it in your
0: house, firstly,
2: Bill?
1: Uh, my friend Danny probably just snuck it under the door, didn't he? <laughs> my friend, uh, my friend <laughs> Elaine said that it uh, she'd struggled really. Really badly with um, anxiety, and mm. she and I was going yep. through similar stuff. And she said that it uh, it was one of the things, um, probably the lead catalyst that mm. um, that really helped her get yep. through I her um, through her anxiety. Hey, Danny, You're we're going to sing your song though. We've we've uh, we we've put it off. Tommy's Tommy's going <laughs> to sing a tribute. Then we'll get stuck into this. Okay. All <laughs> yes, right, Danny. This buddy, is called thanks.
0: Sweet Home Mental Peace, and it is in no way related to Sweet Home Alabama, despite the fact that the song sounds exactly the same. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I hear about mental struggle, it amazes me every day. And when I learn about the mindfulness, well, it just all takes it all away. Now Danny here is a man of knowledge Ooh, ooh, ooh His book has been read so many times So if you're going through the shit creek Well, Danny will kill you to the nines Ooh, come on, uh Sweet home man peace Uh Where the skies are so blue Sweet home mail to peace the future looks so bright for you done (laughs) that's brilliant I love it and um yeah look the, the actual um the the chords and the you know they're, they're all totally mine so I'm probably gonna <laughs> take it to a recording artist and see uh see what, there is another take song the recording out there that, uh, <laughs> I like how I said that take, take it to a rec- recording
1: artist who can actually perform it put it and together <laughs> 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 look yeah exactly uh, similar <laughs> to
0: another song out there but um obviously behind blue eyes by the who I mean that was around a long time ago so <laughs>
1: um Danny so officially welcome to the show mm. but um let let me pick up where, where I left off. So my friend uh, my friend Elaine had um, had passed on um, mindfulness your book to me, which Tommy then stole from me, and I then did? Tommy got lots out of, and I've been waiting to get it back. So I actually haven't list, uh, haven't um, I haven't read the book, Danny. So I'm just going to uh, ask you. Let's start with um, where did you uh, where did you where did you start your journey into uh, into mindfulness, and where did this all come from?
2: It's a really strange story. Um, my big introduction to Mindfulness happened. It's about 10 years ago. And I used to do a lot of paragliding. And um, I was paragliding over the Cotswold Hills in southern England. And uh, it was an absolutely Beautiful day, one of those very rare days in England, you know, where, where the mm-hmm. sun was out yep. and it wasn't blowing a gale. The, the, <laughs>
1: anyway, day, the one day, the famous day, the one day <laughs>
2: the, of the year. It's actually a historical moment on every calendar out there in the world. <laughs> Public holiday now. Yeah. <laughs> the and, Queen's birthday. Uh, anyway, the canopy collapsed and I was about 80 feet up in the air at the time. Wow. Uh, it completely collapsed. I managed to reinflate it. And then it collapsed again. At this point, I was about thirty feet off the ground, and I tumbled head over heel, head over heels onto uh, uh, towards the hillside. And luckily, I landed on my feet. But unluckily, uh, the lower half of my right leg was driven uh, a couple of inches through the knee into my thigh. Oh, yeah. uh, So this obviously uh, made the eyes water water a little. Mm. It was just unbelievably painful, Shit, uh, as you'd imagine. And I remembered a meditation that I had been taught when I was in uh, secondary school. I was about 16 or 17 years old. It was a really simple breathing meditation. And I'd used it off and on over the years for uh, kind of to deal with stress, really, you know, for exam stress and Mm. that kind of thing. And I I think I'd heard somewhere that meditation could be useful for for, for pain. And this was the only – I didn't have any painkillers with me. Uh, and so I just decided to try this really simple meditation out of desperation. Mm. And much to my surprise, um, it, may, it meant I could kind of cope with the pain a little more effectively. It was as if uh, – a piece of glass had been kind of inserted between me and the pain. So, although it was diminishing, I could kind of—it uh, was—I I was aware that it was still there, but it wasn't affecting me so so deeply and profoundly. So it meant I could actually keep things together enough to call for an ambulance and just to cope with things until the ambulance arrived. Wow! And yeah. So it was, I just found this incredibly effective, and then I spent—it was about a month in hospital, uh, where they they put me back together. Mm. And I had this steel frame holding my leg together, and it was three concentric steel rings around the outside of my leg, and 16 bars and bolts were going through one side of the leg through a fragment of bone and then out the other side of the leg uh, and then attached, and this was all attached to the frame to hold hold my leg together. Mm Mm-hmm. And I had this on, I was in hospital for about a month, and uh, I then had this frame on my leg for about five months. And I had an awful lot of time on my hands, so I kept on doing this meditation to help me cope with the pain, and uh, just to generally get through the day, because, you know, as you can imagine, I was extremely anxious and stressed about the situation I was in, for sure. um, uh And although I wasn't, like, clinically depressed, I was, you know, pretty unhappy Mm. with the situation. And so I used this to just help me get through things. And I then almost by chance came across the work of um, Professor Mark Williams at uh, Oxford University in the UK. And he actually turned this meditation into a form of treatment uh, for, for depression. And It was called Mindfulness Based Cognitive Therapy. And I I got hold of his book because I just thought this was, it sounded absolutely fascinating because I'd been using this technique to uh, cope with injuries. And uh, I realized that, you know, it was having a very deep and profound effect on me. So I got his book and it was a real eye opener. Um, And it was called The Mindful Way Through Depression. And I thought this was absolutely extraordinary. And I came, I phoned him up because I was a journalist at the time and thought the world really needs to know about this. And I could not get this into a newspaper at all. Um, Everybody thought this, this was 10 years ago. Everybody thought it was just too wacky to go in a newspaper. And then thankfully there was some more research published showing that this worked uh, on a really profound level. And, uh, so I managed to get a short piece into a newspaper. I kept that with Mark. and The newspaper article eventually turned into our book, Mindfulness, a, a practical guide to finding peace in a frantic world. I just, I, I kept carried on writing with Mark really. Um, so, uh, so you, yeah. you uh you seem to
1: have seem to have skipped a whole yeah. uh, so we uh we wrote a small article yeah. for a newspaper and then it was a book. And next thing you know, I am a billionaire and, uh, <laughs> yeah.
0: Hey Danny, yeah. do you know what I find really interesting is that uh you you use mindfulness or you really you know, you really jumped on the meditation bandwagon as a result of physical stress. And yet yeah. I would say ninety nine percent of people that I speak to, because this is a big um interest of mine as well, um, and 99% of people that I recommend to or that have been recommended to by get onto this sort of stuff because they're going through some form of mental stress. Do you do you see the same thing with people reading your book?
2: Yeah, I think that most people get to the book or do mindfulness meditation purely for kind of anxiety, stress, and depression. Mm. Um, I think there's actually a big mental leap required to use it for chronic pain. And uh, that's understandable because we all think of pain as being purely physical. Mm-hmm. And obviously, it has a major physical component, but there is a secondary aspect to pain as well. Um, and that's where mindfulness can help. Um, and I, after the publication of Mindfulness, I teamed up with a woman in the UK who is actually from New Zealand originally who, um, turned mindfulness into a treatment of chronic pain and suffering. And she set up an institute in the UK called breathworks. And they have developed a, an eight week program that helps people cope with chronic pain and suffering. And, uh, so the second book mindfulness for health was about that program. And, uh, it's starting to be used in pain clinics across the UK now.
1: Let's, um, well, um, I, I, Danny, can I, um, can I take it back just one step? So not all of our listeners, I remember I heard about the word mindfulness and um, meditative practices and so on and so forth from Tim Ferriss the, uh, on his podcast. Oh, yes. He was talking about yeah. um, how many high performers use mindfulness, whether they've got depression or anxiety or just mainly to, um, to be more clear in the mind and more efficient, more um, effective yeah. at work. But when I was listening to these things, uh, I'm an entrepreneur. I've got a, got a young business. So I was thinking, oh, this could be really beneficial to me. But when I was listening to yeah. mindfulness, meditation, all these buzzwords, not buzzwords, but the, the descriptive words, I kept thinking to myself, what does this even mean? What is this? Like, what, <laughs> yes. what, so Because not all of our listeners actually know what you mean by mindfulness. And so okay. why don't you tell them exactly what it is?
2: Okay. Mindfulness is purely full- conscious awareness uh full conscious awareness of whatever is going on in your mind or around you um so it's a it's a very aware state of mind Uh, now traditionally this was cultivated um, using mindfulness meditation very a very simple mindfulness meditation is sitting down on a straight back chair closing your eyes and focusing on the sensations of breathing and that cultivates this um very aware state of mind but you can use other techniques as well um people you for example you can if you if you're eating or drinking just focusing on all the flavors and the textures and the aromas of the food or drink um and what that does is it brings you into the present moment because most people most of the time live their lives either in the past or in the future that is They're worrying about things that have happened in the past or they're worrying about things that have happened in the future. So in a sense, they're kind of cultivating these – it's almost like a fantasy world.
1: Yeah, psychological
2: Um, time. Exactly, whereas actually mindfulness brings you right back into the present moment so that you're experiencing the world as it is happening at this present moment. Um, One of the common misconceptions is it's about – think uh, not thinking and actually that's completely wrong Uh, mindfulness is really being aware that when you are thinking you are thinking so you don't get wrapped up inside your thoughts you no longer take your thoughts as being kind of the like the god's honest gospel of what is going on yes Uh, start to treat your thoughts a little bit more skeptically you start to analyze them you start to uh, become aware of the way they kind of feed off each other and create anxiety, stress, and depression.
1: I think. Um, so you, I, I think a good good way to uh, to explain it is when you are going through bouts of anxiety or, or depression that you believe that your your thoughts are you, and then and then when yes. you when you're not in that state, then you realise yep. that you're able to. Um see your thoughts for just that, just thoughts, and you're yes. you're you're actually making them up with your uh inside yeah. of your mind and then you're able to um enjoy the yeah. So yeah, I cut you off yeah. though, so can, can, sorry to um sorry yeah. to cut you off. But yeah, okay.
2: So yeah, no, that's that's absolutely true. You know, the the greatest thing you can learn from mindfulness is that you are not your thoughts. Definitely. Um you know, it's your thoughts are 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 a running commentary on the world. You know, they might be true. They might not be true. Um, only time will tell.
1: And how does your like, say, for example, somebody like yourself, so somebody who obviously you've written a book on mindfulness. Um, I imagine you've got um, some pretty serious meditative practices. What is your day to day like? Do you struggle with anxieties and depressions, or, or how how easily can you control your mind and be the uh, and dictate where it leads you?
2: Yeah, you know. It's – mindfulness isn't really about controlling your mind. It's – if you become aware how your mind works and it just starts to work more effectively and kind of works for you rather than, you know, tie itself in knots. Gotcha. Um, I mean, I – like everybody else, you know, from time to time I have, uh, you know, minor anxieties, stresses. Thankfully, uh, touch wood, I've never suffered from, you know, like proper depression. Although, Mm. obviously, some days I feel – uh, you know, less good than others. Mm-hmm. Um, but what mindfulness gives you is is greater perspective, you know. So although you realize it is not very good um, or it might feel as if the world is against you on one particular day, you know that tomorrow is going to be different. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's that's what mindfulness gives you, really. Uh, it's yeah. that sense of perspective. Um you know, if some terrible tragedy has just befallen you, it, it, you know, it's not going to suddenly make you feel full of happy, happiness and joy. It will just give you a greater sense of perspective on that terrible tragedy, uh, which over time will hope, help hopefully alleviate the worst aspects of it. Uh, For sure. So, you know, it's not a panacea. It's, it's just helps you cope with life more effectively. Hey, hey, Danny,
0: I, um, I'm really interested. Mindfulness is obviously one form of, I guess, med- um, meditation. And um, when I first started going down mindfulness, I, um, I, I kind of wanted to, to explore all forms of meditation. And I was just wondering yeah. if you could shed some light, um, if you've explored um, may- maybe Buddhism, Buddhism or, or transcendental meditation and, and maybe some of the similarities that they have with mindfulness and some of the differences as well.
2: Yeah, um, I'm not so familiar with transcendental meditation. Um, I kind so, of want to just know what it is. Same, I
1: have no idea what it is. Yeah. I imagine you start floating yeah. and, and uh, you're like looking at down. And, yeah, yeah. And next thing you know, you, yeah, you're just, just in the sky.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, but my understanding is that um, – you essentially, instead of focusing on the breath, for example, mm. you focus on your mantra. And so you create that some kind of. um I, I'm not sure what it does, actually. Mm. <laughs> this is why I. We, we can cut this all out, Danny.
1: Yeah, Don't worry, mate. We, we'll, right. uh, we'll, we'll make work. you sound like a
2: legend
1: <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so that's basically what I do. I know all. very little about
2: it, but that's pretty much all I know is that you focus on this mantra. And I presume it creates some kind of relaxed state of mind um mm. Mm. Uh, the downside is you've got to pay two thousand pounds of whatever it is to <laughs> yeah. a TM, so you know that's very true uh, yeah. I I think, um, it's quite a lot of money to spend just to find out what it is to focus on a mantra <laughs> <laughs> i
1: think um, um i think the benefits with mindfulness I want, to, I want to get into your actual um a bit more about your uh your book and and the writing process and stuff but um i find when i feel like i'm um I'm in the present moment and i'm i'm uh i'm not focusing on something in the future i'm not worrying about something in the past when i'm right there in the moment i feel like everything in the world is 20 percent greater that's just good really good you walk you walk through a park and you're like far out have a look at how green that grass is that is awesome or like hey that chick in the that chick in the in the service station that i just served she had a real big smile on her face Mm. that was a really good interaction you Mm. know and you can't when you're not, when you're not in the present you moment, you can't fault the world. Yeah, no, that's right. And, and but on the on the other side of things, when you're not in that present moment, you can't see yep. the you can't see these little glories of the of the day to day stuff that we live in. You know, you don't take you just take it for granted, and you you got too much else, other stuff on your mind. Mm. But um, so, Danny, do you think um, you mentioned before uh, that you couldn't ten years ago when you were trying to write the book, you couldn't get it into um into a newspaper let alone have people kind of get behind you to publish yeah. a book i suppose do you think even yeah. in this short amount of time that things have changed for example i just spoke to one of my good buddies um cory the other day and we started me and cory are just two real blokey blokes mm-hmm. um kind of like we're very if you had have told me five years ago that me and cory would be sitting talking about different med- mm. meditation practices that we do and gratitude journaling and all this stuff mm. i would have been like what are you serious mm. like when did we become all like, oh, yeah, I would have yeah, yeah, felt yeah. weird about it, but it's in my, mindset, <laughs> in my mindset, it's changed so much. Is it like a cultural shift since when you went to write the book or?
2: Um, yes. I mean, for, for me, it's been uh, a cultural shift. Uh, but, I mean, I've, I've always been interested in things that 10 or 20 years ago would have been considered a bit odd, <laughs> you know, uh, such as mindfulness. However, It has become so mainstream now uh, because, well, it works, you know. So you have people from such dramatically different walks of life um, doing meditation, you know. And they do it because it works, you know. It doesn't matter whether they're a a trader in the city of London or whether they're, you know, working in an office or in a shipyard. Um, They they do it for the same reason, you know, they find it useful for alleviating stress mm, definitely. Uh, or sometimes chronic pain as well. And, uh, that to me, is, is it's been an enormous cultural shift. Mm. And this, you know, every now and again, it gets billed in the media as, you know, a fad mm. or, um, just, you know, uh, uh, something similar to that as if it's going to disappear tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, our books may disappear tomorrow. I don't know. However, it's it's been around for two and a half thousand years, and it's been around for for that length of time for a very good reason. You know,
0: why do you think it has such a, a stigma of being such a hippie-related thing? Like, oh, meditation. Like, yeah, that's ooh, what
1: hippie. I was getting at. That's what I was getting at before. You know, like, and
0: a, like, you just mentioned, it's been around for two and a half thousand, maybe even more. We don't yeah. know how long. You know, ancient well, yes. Asian civilizations have been practicing all this stuff. Like the enlightened civilizations of uh, of the past. And yet all of a sudden yeah. now we talk about meditation in the Western world and uh, you consider it like a hippie freak almost.
2: Yeah. I, it's it's purely and simply because um, lots of people in the 60s and 70s went to India. Uh, they were hippies and they came across these practices, found them useful and brought them back. Now, oh, if commodity traders had <laughs> all gone hippies. to <laughs> India at the same time, found it useful and brought it back, we would be seeing it as – just a uh, you know something that commodities traders thing. do. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and wow. you know, in a sense, it has a stigma because the hippies brought it back. Mm. But it would have a different stigma if commodity traders had brought it back. Yeah, that's you know? true. That's very true.
1: Well, I think it's definitely starting to uh, starting to shift in that regard because mm. you look at um, you look at Tim Ferriss. He's got one of the most popular podcasts in the world, uh, number one business ranked podcast in nearly every country in the world, and he's first 100 episodes, every high performer that he would ask. He would ask, do you have a meditative practice? Do you have a mindfulness technique practice?
2: Really? That's interesting. Yeah, that was actually... They all said yes, pretty much. He
1: said in in Tim Ferriss's... I think I'm pretty sure he stopped asking the question. I have a feeling. But in at least his first probably 100 shows, Mm, he he would ask high... So he would always interview high performers from all different fields. And the one correlation that he had between all of the different... Um, all of the different interviewees was that they yeah. had some sort of mindfulness technique, whether they spent 20 minutes in the morning meditating before they did anything for the day, whether they had a five-minute uh, meditation, whether they sat in a park and just um, relaxed between... what They tried to get the same benefits of stilling the mind um, some, yeah. some way or another. And, um, and a lot of them did it because they wanted to be the most successful in the world at whatever they're doing, not mm. because they had anxiety or depression, mm. but because they wanted to excel. All righty. We're just going to have a quick break in between our Danny Penman uh, to talk about our, our sponsors. In between our Danny Penman. <laughs> our Penny Danman. Our Penny Danman.
0: Penelope Danman. Danny Penisman.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, and, um, uh, so we want to talk to, uh, to you about our sponsors, guys, and they are, uh, they are True Pride. True Pride are a wealth creation service that will help indi- ambitious individuals worry less, take control, and get ahead. So basically, true pride guys have different, varying levels of um, wealth creation. So they have the bottom, the bottom rung, which is uh, which is me and Tommy, where we're um, working on our budget to try and save money dr- uh, during the week. Then there's the next run where you're looking for an investment, whether it might be in the stock market or it might be in real estate, it might be in the stock market or real estate, <laughs> and uh, and also how to uh, the last lastly how to uh, diversify your portfolio if you already have a portfolio and um, add some different asset classes as well that I probably don't know too much about <laughs> so head to um, book a call if you've got some money to invest or you want to Break down your budget and save during the week. Then head to www.carve I mean, fuck. Head to uh, www forward slash advf. Have a call with the guys there. If you decide to join up, then the joining fee of two hundred ninety seven dollars will be waived one hundred percently. hundred percently. Yep. Okay. One hundred percently. One hundred percent line. <laughs> guys, we're also brought to you by Carve. Now, Bill wanted, he, he wanted to talk about Carve. Yeah, I've been dying to talk about CARV, guys. Why? So, CARV are... Uh, because, mate, they're... Uh, they're uh, <laughs> Well, they're... Uh, what are CARV? CARV are the, where we get our VAs from, guys. So, basically, we get all this work in the Philippines done. We get 120 hours per week across the board at AdventureFit. We get um, two full-time assistants through AdventureFit Travel, one full-time assistant through AdventureFit Radio, I've um, since starting this podcast, we've had um, the guys from the Naked Co, I believe, uh, mm. signing, up. Uh, my mate signing up. My mate Murphy signing up. My mate Chongy signing up. Who else? We've got a bunch of crew that have signed up that are that are super stoked and really excited, or people that are already working with them that are super happy that they've been able to outsource all the shitty parts of their job and then also um, just get more done. So realistically. You're paying nothing if you're if you're earning a, a Western wage. You're really paying very little for this help. But the guys over in the Philippines still get paid really well, and uh, so it works for everybody. So check out www.carve.ph/advf. Try them out, ten hours free, and then uh, Bob's your honey.
0: Bob's you yeah that's, yeah yeah Bob.
1: Oh very good good yeah. on you Bob. <laughs> Alrighty back yeah. to it's the show. Uh, Penny Penny Damon. Penny Penny
0: Penny <laughs> <laughs> And back to the show.
2: This is interesting. This is really, really interesting. Mm. Um,
0: and you know, as well, when we talk to a lot of our successful guys um, and girls on the show, they're all meditating yeah. as well. They have some form of um, spiritual, I guess, side to them and they're able to cope. Yeah. And um, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's really interesting. Do you meditate? <laughs> I'm joking. That was, a different, that was a
1: genuine joke. No, oh, that's a good question. <laughs> what, what's your, so, what about for you, Danny? What's your
2: meditative routine? Um, I would say most days uh, I go to the park. I live close to a very beautiful park. Uh, I have my favorite bench. I sit on my bench and uh, it overlooks the city. I sit down, I close my eyes, and I focus on the breath for, I don't know, five minutes or so. And then I broaden my awareness to uh listen to all of the sounds mm-hmm. that are going on around me um so you hear the sounds of the city uh, mixed with the sounds of kind of birds and just general wild wildlife mm-hmm. uh i do that for maybe 10 minutes and then i will go back to focusing on the breath and pay attention to the thoughts that pop into my mind and the way they try to feed off each other and the, the way they rise and fall and eventually dissolve. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the whole practice probably takes maybe 20 minutes, mm-hmm. 25 minutes. And okay. that would be a, a typical start to the day. So I'll do that after breakfast and before I start work. Right. Hey, uh,
0: this is an interesting question. This is one that um, many people ask me when I talk to them about meditation. They, mm. I say, hey, why don't, why don't you start meditating if you're feeling a bit stressed? And they say,
2: "I just don't have the time." What's your uh, What's your response to that one? Um, of course, they don't have the time, uh, so they're going to have to make the time, mm. and they will make that time by practicing meditation because it tends to liberate more time than it consumes. It definitely does, doesn't? Um, it? <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So, if you, most people will easily spend an hour or two each day just endlessly churning through the same old thoughts um and what mindfulness does is it dramatically shortens the amount of time that you you spend in over you know chewing through those same thoughts mm. um so that you might actually spend 15 maybe even 10 minutes each day meditating but you will easily get back an hour through the day easily
1: mm. so um, we had a we had a guy um we had a guy Jason Gibbs one of our listeners um Wrote in. He had a couple of questions, and one of them was um, a good uh, a good amount of time or a good time of day. Like he he wants to start meditating, but he doesn't know whether he should do it in the morning, whether he should do it in the evening, how long he should do it for. What what would you recommend for somebody out there who's looking to really um, get that little bit of meditation in
2: day to day? Um, I would. You need to experiment mm-hmm. about. Which is the best time of day? I mean, I personally find um, about 8.30 in the morning after breakfast, before I start work, is very good. Uh, other people meditate as soon as they wake up. Other people, before they go to bed. Um, so you need to kind of do a little experimentation. Mm-hmm. I personally think the morning is a good time. Things just seem a little quieter then. Yeah. Uh, but you can meditate You know, if you're on a bus or a train or aircraft, you know, um, it's uh, it's whenever you can find those times, really. Mm -hmm. I think it's important to mentally set aside the time as well so that you develop a routine because Mm. the routine will help support you on those days where you're feeling a little bit low or a bit stressed and you feel you don't have the time. So creating those routines, I think, are quite important. Um, and start off, you know, just with a few minutes. Um, go to my website, franticworld.com, uh, download some of the meditations. Uh, most of them are only 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. So, you know, a, a good starting point, I think, is 10 minutes. Yeah. And then gradually expand to, towards 20, but but don't rush things. Mm-hmm. It's more important to begin than it is to, you know, try and force yourself. Absolutely. Leap in there.
1: Absolutely. You know. I have an app on my phone that, uh, that has five-minute medi- um, guided meditations. And when I'm in a rush or if I'm feeling stressed, I'll do a five-minute yeah. meditation. And I get heaps out of it. Mm. And it's literally yeah. like if you can't spare five minutes of your day, then you're yeah. doing something wrong. Mm. Like mm. you should Yes. Yeah. yeah. But – um um, hey, so yeah. you've got um, three different books on mindfulness. So Mindfulness um, in, in the Frantic World, so you, you, your first book, then Mindfulness yeah. for Health and Mindfulness for Creativity. So like yeah. I said, Tommy stole my mindfulness book. <laughs> haven't even read the first book. Um, Long term <laughs> word. <laughs> but um, I, then I, I noticed the uh, Mindfulness for Health and Mindfulness for Creativity. So what's yeah. the difference there? T- tell us about how it differs Book one, book two, book three, yeah. in, in which way you apply it and, and the benefits that you get from it.
2: Okay. The first one is is for um, ordinary people who are kind of struggling to uh, cope with the demands of daily life, you know, so anxiety, stress, unhappiness. Um, it wasn't written originally for people who were suffering from depression but they seem to um, be gaining immense help from it. So, you know um, – I'm happy to rec- recommend it for that now. Mm-hmm. Um, the second one, Mindfulness for Health, uh, is for people suffering from uh, chronic uh, chronic pain chronic and uh, chronic illness. And that's won the British Medical Association's Best Book Award. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's starting to be used in pain clinics uh, across the UK um, because it's very useful for not only physical pain, uh, but people just struggling to cope with chronic, long-term illnesses as well, because stress for them is is a major issue. But the thing is, when you start to dissolve your stress, physical pain begins to diminish too, mm-hmm. and healing speeds up. So it's 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 quite useful for that. Um, mindfulness for creativity is is a bit of a departure in that instead of trying to help people cope with uh illness or disease or mental health issues it's designed to kind of optimize help people optimize their lives you know optimize their mental health and well-being mm-hmm. and it does that by enhancing uh, clarity of thought creativity and and ultimately decision making as well um okay and that's a far shorter course it's only four weeks okay well.
1: cool so so all right so that's what they do How do they do that? Like, Mm. what is the what is the? You can break it down very very roughly, but like, what is the difference in the actual application of your? Yeah, how how does it differ?
2: Okay, Um, the the first one is is essentially a slimmed down mindfulness based cognitive therapy course. So you're getting, uh, you know, it's it's a um, it's a more intensive program. The second one, mindfulness for health incorporates a lot of techniques that focus directly on relieving physical pain and suffering Mm -hmm. and the kind of stresses that are peculiar to people who are suffering from kind of chronic pain and and illness um the the third one the creativity book is mostly um it deals with the issues that people who work in the creative professions are likely to suffer from Um, And it works on two levels. First of all, it directly enhances creativity using what's known as an open monitoring meditation. Um, And those tend to kind of broaden your awareness. Uh, It includes things like sounds and thoughts meditation, which is, as I was saying earlier, the practice I tend to use each day is when I go to the park and I just listen to the whole soundscape, all the different sounds that surround me. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's a classic open monitoring meditation. Right, okay. Um, and that actually broadens – it allows you to soak up more information, mm. uh, assimilate it more easily. And it's, it's, it's very good for relieving stress as well so you don't feel overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. Um, the second key aspect of it is it dissolves the inner critic. You know that nagging voice inside that mm. is always criticizing you? Yeah. So you're not good enough. I hate that guy. Uh, exactly, exactly. So rather than trying to attack your inner critic, it, it understands where it's coming from. Uh that actually it's trying to help you. It's trying to help you become a better person. Uh to think more clearly and uh you know not get into any trouble. Um, and so it's a process really of soothing the inner critic and it does that through uh, what I call the resilience meditation. So it's a way of kind of coming to terms with yourself. Mm, mm. Uh, uh, okay. So that's the key difference. Yeah, cool.
1: Um,
0: um, yeah, look, that's interesting. Hey, Danny, I, what I, so I, I originally went to a, a psychologist when I, when I was um, having some anxiety and stuff. And we actually, we're actually actually now great mates with um, him on the show. Um, he's a sports psychologist. We have him on the show all the time, Michael Ingers. Um, who were listening to the show, yep. uh, big shout out to him. Um, the, the, one of the first things he said to me, because he's very big on mindfulness and, and meditation and all that sort of thing. He said, I said to him, oh, look, mate, I just, I wish I, I was just like a, a Buddhist monk and I could just control my mind. And I wish I could just become this <laughs> this Zen master. And he said to me, well, why do you have to control it? And I, I, I just, I didn't really understand that concept at the time, but that was a good four or five years ago now. I've, met, I've been meditating ever since now and, the more I understand that concept, you start to just yeah. that little inner creek that just holds on to everything. and so it's like, oh, what if this and what if that and oh, imagine if this and hey, you're just not good. You just I, I find that if you just if you just go with it and it's just like, Oh yeah, well what if I do get hit by, by that bus? Or yeah, well what if I do have a panic attack in front of it? And it, it just goes away automatically. Is that's, that something that yeah. people start to really um I, I feel like that was my personal take on yeah. on mindfulness. But is that something that's um very widespread when you when you talk to this sort of stuff with people,
2: yeah, I mean it's a what mindfulness does really is is it allows you to be a bit kinder to yourself mm. so that you're no longer attacking yourself and undermining yourself mm. um, and we all do it I mean you know i'm um, uh, you know I have a great fear of public speaking mm. and um, you know I'm confident in most things but just not I don't like getting in in front of a crowd with huge numbers of people. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I, yeah, we all have our crosses to bear and that's mine. And, mm-hmm. um, so, you know, I'm getting over that or hopefully getting over that mm-hmm. by just accepting that that's kind of the way I am. And, uh, you know, uh, that's, if, if people, you know, have read my books and, uh, are keen to listen to me, then, you know, uh, they're going to have to put up with my slightly uh, <laughs> still thing style, as it were. Uh, so how, know, if they would, want, how would you uh, use mindfulness then um, to to help with that fear? Um, and, and do you most important thing? Yeah, the most important thing is is accepting that that's part of me. That's mm. you know, I don't like being the centre of attention, and that's just me. And uh, you know, if, if I didn't have that element to my character, then I wouldn't be me. I'd be somebody else. Mm. Danny Penn woman. Uh, (laughs) Exactly, exactly. Uh, And everybody's got some kind of uh, difficulty or something about themselves that they would like to change. And, uh, you know, mindfulness helps you accept that. Mm.
1: What about, um, do you, so do you actually do much public speaking, Danny, or do you actually do avoid it for this reason?
2: Well, I try to avoid it. It's funny, I'm, I'm perfectly well, very ironic to... considering
0: we're talking to a man about uh, eradicating
2: anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm perfectly happy to talk. I do it all the time, radio, television. Mm. Obviously, I'm quite comfortable with people reading my books. Mm, yeah. Um, uh, but, yeah, I just don't like public speaking. Yeah, really, I'm, so. actually,
1: uh, I'm actually quite the same. Everybody thinks I'm a really big per, um, persona and, uh, and I'm very comfortable on the podcast um nowadays especially and uh and i can't i can't stand standing up in front of <coughs> um, standing up in front of people to talk but the, the reason i asked that is because um uh jason again the guy that, that asked that um the question that i had earlier he, he also was talking about um sports specific stuff or i was going to try and relate it to like a, an event like in times that you have had to speak or or if you were going out for uh um, a lot of our listeners are in the um, health and fitness um, field. So if you were going out to do a, a maximum lift or you're going out to start a, a game that you were very stressed about, say you're a, some sort of a yeah. team sport, like do you have anything that you would, um, you would do in those circumstances just to ready yourself to try and just calm the nerves? Do you just go and focus on a breath or two or would you go and try and find a, a quiet place for five minutes? Do you have anything like that, that in those circumstances that you would go to?
2: I would the, – the, one of the best things to do actually is the simplest meditation of all which is if you could find somewhere quiet that's great um if not um uh you just um close your eyes standing up in a busy place or sitting down or wherever um Mm -hmm. focus on the ground beneath your feet for a few moments so that you really soak up that sensation of being rooted in the ground and then focus on the breath and just focus on that's the way the air flows in and out of your body. And that's inherently calming and inherently soothing. Mm -hmm. Um, That's great for, I would say, sports that require you not to be um, uh, nervous, as it were. I, I, I wouldn't know what to do if you're doing a sport that requires kind of explosive energy you know i don't know weightlifting or sprinting for example well Um,
1: a lot of yeah it's funny it's funny so a lot of weightlifters um we had um we had a weightlifter one of the greatest weightlifters of all time i've actually forgotten his name off the top of my head at our gym a couple (laughs) a few months ago um yeah and he always used to try and calm himself as much as humanly possible before he lifted so and i'm the same so I, I think yes. you still get that, that amazing benefit by being calm, knowing what you have to do, even though you are in an aggressive, say, sport. I don't think just because right. because you've you got to lift a heavy weight or you've got to go and run and chase somebody or whatever. I don't think being yes. in that in that calm, cool mood is going to lower your testosterone mm. levels. You know, you're still going to be able to perform. I think you're just going to get that clarity of what you need to do and, and not be nervous. You're never going to okay. perform that well when okay. you're nervous.
2: Yeah, um, yeah. Well, in that case, that the breathing meditation movie would, would be very effective. Mm. Um, hey, hey so.
1: Danny, um, we'll uh, we'll we'll get you out of here, shortly. I wanted to ask you one thing before we <laughs> get to uh, six from six from six. Um, I wanted to ask yeah. you. So, what's something like uh, your the thing that you're most proud of from the books you've written? I'm sure you've had lots of people that have written into you, and lots of people that you've bumped into in the street, or. or What's the thing that makes you most proud of, uh, of your achievements um, with your book and with your being able to reach people through mindfulness?
2: We get a lot of um, emails and letters from people who um, just say, you know, they're just really thankful that they came across our book and it's, it's really helped them. Um, and, you know, sometimes, you know, there's a few people who've kind of intimated they were suicidal and, wow. uh, you know, that they, they just came across our, our book and it stopped them. And wow, that's huge. Exactly.
1: And, you know they didn't have their book stolen off them. Yeah, jeez! <laughs> yes. I'm going to give that book to you right
2: now. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I mean, that makes writing the book worthwhile in itself. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, as far as I'm concerned. Um, Literally saving lives. You know, my, my auntie was a social worker. And she used to work with uh, people who were d- very serious drug addicts. And, and I could never understand as a teenager why she helped these people who were basically hopeless cases and were also not very nice people, a lot of them, because they mm-hmm. disappeared down their own rabbit holes, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, and she just said, well, you know, if I help one person, it's all been worthwhile. And, uh, how you know, how can you argue with that? Yeah, That's, absolutely. That is fair enough.
1: <laughs> absolutely. Check all right, so um- – Let's go to six from six. Tommy, will will uh, so Danny. It's going to be three questions from me, three questions from Tommy, and then we'll uh, we'll uh, we'll get you out of here. So mm. my, my first question is: um, What's your favorite destination you've ever been on the planet? Can be a small town, can be a country, can be a continent, can be anywhere.
2: Um, I think Southern Chile in South America. Ooh, okay. Ooh, 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 tell yeah. me all about
1: it. <laughs> Very good. <laughs>
2: It's it's just extraordinary because you realise how empty the world is. Mm. Um, you know, uh, it's it's just absolutely extraordinary down there. Um, it's a, unbelievably beautiful. Very few people. The climate changes by the second. Um, Are we talking Patagonia really, as far as I, Patagonia, or? Yeah, well, it is in uh, essentially. It's, that's what Southern Chile is. It's mm. it's it's part of Patagonia. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, I love it. I loved Australia. I I did a year long backpacking trip. Oh, nice one! Uh, I can't wait yeah, like to I mean, get to Australia. Australia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know the irony is? Um, we, we I, me and my girlfriend at the time, we got around the world, uh, flight ticket, and uh, we've, we only spent like a week in Australia. It was madness. Well, well, that's it. I know it's crazy, absolutely crazy. Um, but that did. Uh, Wet my appetite, mm. and I went back about six years ago, five or six years ago, and uh, spent six weeks um, travelling around the Brisbane area. So that was fun. Nice one, um, beautiful. Peace, Vegas. So I'll be back. <laughs> you will see me at some point.
1: Good stuff. Good stuff. We'll have to. We'll have to get you on the show again. So, second question from me is um, your dream travel destination, Danny? Can be anywhere again. Somewhere you haven't been. That's just
2: number one on your bucket list. Australia. Obviously, I've Australia. got to get back to Australia. <laughs> nice. Now, what is it I about Australia? The kangaroos? It's probably about 5,000 miles, but I want to drive all the way around the coast. Mm. Oh, yeah. I'd be candid to do that. That'd be beautiful. Yep.
1: Oh, yeah. you guys can do it together. Well, that'd be drive. That'd be weird, but yeah, good luck to you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, mate. You can be in the boot. <laughs> Um All right, Danny, my last question. Um, do you have any good books that you like to recommend to people that have uh, changed your your mind or, on something or uh, or changed your life? Um,
2: well, you know, if you just want a really interesting read, and don't say you're right. Know, just, yeah. no, 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 don't worry. Don't talk worry. That I'm listening to frantic Lord of the Rings. Uh, it's a bit nerdy, uh, the Lord of the Rings. That's that had a profound impact on me when I was a teenager. I love that book. Um, That's another amazing. great book for, for spiritual leading is uh, Siddhartha by Herman Hesse. Mm. Okay. That's a great book. Mm. It's it's really beautifully simple. It's just lovely.
1: Why did um why did Game of uh I nearly said Game of Thrones. Why did um what was it about Lord of the Rings that changed your uh, changed your life?
2: Um, I think it was just the mythology of it. Mm. Really, I just um, it's just such a wonderful fantasy world.
1: You know, I'm with um, you. I'm with you. One hundred percent. Total escapism. Mm-hmm. Do you get into? Uh, do you follow any of the other fantasy realms? Like, um, have you read A Song of Ice and Fire? Are you a Game of Thrones fan.
2: Uh, I love Game of Thrones. I haven't read the books yet.
1: Um, I'm going to have to. I've read, um, I've read Lord of the Rings uh, and The Hobbit and tried to read The Sil- Silmarillion and I've also yep. read uh, A Song of Ice and Fire and I feel yep. like I'm cheating on, uh, cheating on Gandalf by saying this, but I find <laughs> A Song of Ice and Fire to be a much better read. Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm going to have to go and get it
2: yeah, I'm gonna have to go and get it. Yep, highly recommended. Doctor I Book club. I love all this stuff. <laughs> the, the way they just weave these complete fantasy worlds.
1: Yeah, you got to be a real nerd. Weirdo- you guys are <laughs> nerds. You guys are real squares.
0: <laughs> For me, like I've read um, Spots of Magical Christmas, um, Cat in the Hat.
1: <laughs> what, what are your questions, Tommy? <laughs> all right, I've got a few
0: questions. Hey, uh, Danny, what do you like to do in your downtime? And you can't say meditate.
2: <laughs> you can't say Lord Rings either. <laughs> you can't say Lord Rings. <laughs> Well, I've got two very young kids, so the idea of downtime is just—that's fantasy world at the moment. Yep. Is that a book you're reading? <laughs> downtime. I love. If I do get any time, I'll I go walking, preferably in the hills. Oh, beautiful. Um, cycling, uh, swimming, uh, going to the pub with my mates.
1: Boom! There we a go. A couple of beers. <laughs> Nothing more mindful yeah. than a couple of with the boys. Yeah. <laughs> Get pissed with the boys. <laughs> and then all meditate. Well, you've got, to, you've got to live life as well, haven't you? That is you true. That's right, absolutely. And you uh, are English yeah. after all. Yes, yeah, that's, that's, that's very exactly, true,
2: yeah. Exactly you right. wouldn't
0: be English without having constantly being pissed. <laughs>
2: Yeah, exactly. What else would you do? Yeah, right. Look at the sky, it's grey. Yeah, oh, exactly right. Grey again.
0: Down the pub, boys. Just joking. All right, boys, here we go. <laughs> Just bring a bed there. All right, we probably should. come right, I'm coming down. We're really, we're really having a go at you. here. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Sorry, Danny. We asked <laughs> yeah, you on the show. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, biggest role model growing up? Ooh.
2: Or current well, role model? Um, I didn't really have role models as such. Mm. Um. There's people who really influenced me a lot. Um, my uh, a really good family friend, um, she, uh, she's about 10 or 12 years older than me and was just a lot more into, uh, I suppose, spirituality or mysticism than me. Um, so, yeah, that kind of thing. Mm. Uh, she's very much into kind of animal rights, animal welfare, so that's where I got my love of, uh, of uh, determination to protect the natural world from. Okay.
0: Um, nice beautiful and uh, final question mate now we understand that you didn't actually look at these questions so this could, this could be a bit of a, uh, a crack
1: first time that we ever sent yeah. homework to any guest we <laughs> That's gave them right. ahead of time because we stump everybody with these questions yeah. and Danny didn't do his homework <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
0: alright we'll give him a go anyway if you could invite three people to dinner dead or alive who would they be and
2: why ooh uh, good question. Um, I always think somebody like George Washington, the, the uh, mm. you know, obviously led the American uh, rebellion against the the, 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 the Brits, mm. um, mostly because he had all the right ideas, really. Mm. Um, and John Locke, um, he was the first to formulate the rights of man. Uh, uh, these are all quite heavy characters. We need somebody who's a bit light and fluffy, don't we? Mm, we,
0: need a, we need a fluffy character,
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah, nice fluffy character. Who can we have is nice and fluffy? Um, <laughs> Bill's
0: Bugs Bunny. pretty fluffy. Bugs Bunny. Bugs Bunny's <laughs> very
1: fluffy. Yeah, okay, somebody, Bugs
0: Bunny. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, what? Okay. I've got a dog, dog uh, that uh, I've been looking after at the moment, Toby. Uh, Jill, my girlfriend, just came home. and asked pretty if to let him in. You could uh, You could take him to dinner with you and uh, – and, um, you could even cook him and eat him because he was being a real shit today yeah. <laughs> alright that was the shittest that was the gag that was shitter than your gag uh, the last show well, Tommy that's true I shouldn't have laughed that hard it wasn't funny <laughs>
0: <laughs> alright sorry Danny we've lost the party. It's, it's quite late over here and we uh, we're about 10 beers in no we're not hey uh, Danny let's, um, let's talk about um, some <laughs> Bill's absolutely lost it some, um, some things you want to plug uh, where can
2: people find you Okay. Um, my website, which gives you lots of free meditations, um, is franticworld.com. Um, you can follow me on Twitter, uh, which is at uh, Dr. Danny Penman. Um, you can find me on Facebook, and I can't remember what the handle is, but I do that leave posts there regularly. Um, Jeez, you
1: came well prepared, Danny, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> don't even know your well, Facebook account. I just looked you up on Facebook before, and it comes well, it's under, it's under it's his big top 69. Here. It's not
2: just... <laughs> something nice and simple and straightforward like Ask Dr. Danny Penman it's a long string of words isn't it yeah that's they right they need to get that sorted they need to get that sorted I think I think
1: with your English uh, accent I think it sounded to me like you just said it's not forward slash the ass doctor yeah. Danny Penman <laughs> we'll, have to, we'll have to specify in the show notes that it's not Danny Penman's <laughs> the Ask doctor I've lost the plot again damn it I keep losing the plot on those shows Danny uh. I'm, so, I'm sorry let's, um, let's uh, that's it
2: that is it. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Actually, I'm just going to call up for the sake of uh, argument my, my my Facebook page. Okay. Um, you're right. I should have done my homework <laughs> slightly more, intensely. Uh, but if you, however, if you Google my name, mindfulness and uh, uh, the Facebook page is mindfulness colon finding peace in a frantic world. Beautiful.
1: Yeah. There we go. It's uh, absolutely everywhere. It's uh, it's always on the best bestseller mm. list on um, Audible. I'm a big audio book. Uh, listener so it's actually on my um, when D- Tommy stole the book from me it's been on my um, listening list there my, um, my must listen and uh, yeah so it's great hey Danny thanks a lot for, uh, for your time and um, yeah I think hopefully our listeners got a whole bunch out of it and hopefully it sends a few people to, uh, to your book or, or to somewhere else where they can find a little bit of mindfulness and, uh, and make themselves just that little bit happier day to day yeah
2: that's, that's the important thing you know, I don't care how they come across the book so long as they uh, you know, get something from it
1: as long as they come across the book yes that's right <laughs> yeah. and give me all the credit and
2: money <laughs> I, w- I wouldn't recommend theft yeah, but, uh, you know, like, yeah the- like old man <laughs> over <Exactly>. here
1: <laughs> yeah. um, alright Danny thanks a lot mate that's a, that's a wrap from us okay all right,
0: bye thanks very much for coming thanks thank you bye hey <laughs> <laughs> If you like the show, guys, uh, please jump on board by uh, subscribing. You can jump on iTunes. Bill, just give me a weird look then. Uh, You can uh, subscribe to the show by going on iTunes. But if you really want to get around us, guys, you can leave a rating and review on iTunes. It doesn't take long. All you have to do is make sure you sign into your uh, Apple ID account and then just give us five stars. Just press one button and then just go at Radio. (laughs) And then it's all good. Uh, Now, guys, quick word from the sponsors. Head to www.truepride.com.au forward slash ADVF and get the initial joining fee of $297 waived when you book a call via their website. Take control. Get ahead. Worry less. Get your budget sorted, guys. Go to True Pride. Carve if you want to offset some of the stuff you don't want to be doing. Uh, Get ahead on the next project, guys www.carve.ph forward slash advf is for you get 10 hours free on any project and finally team adventure fit travel many many travels (laughs) (laughs) many many trips coming up guys head to www.adventurefittravel.com and you can also use the code word radio to get 10% off all
1: Trips, that's right. And uh, don't forget the show notes. If you need anything from the show notes, they're at www.adventurefortravel.com forward slash radio. And if I was Bill, I'd be saying see you next week, but I'm Tom,
0: so I'm going to be saying see you next week. (laughs) Goodbye. (laughs)